0: Welcome to Mission Connect, a podcast brought to you by Passion to Reach Ministries, designed to equip you to connect with God's mission for your life. I'm Emily James, your host, here with co host, Passion to Reach's founder and director, Pastor Fanu Ike. Hey, Pastor Fanu.
1: Hey, Emily. I am excited for another Mission Connect podcast, and this is one where we've got a special guest.
0: Yes, somebody that maybe even some of our viewers might have heard her name, seen emails from her, but we're going to introduce her shortly. But why don't you tell our listeners how? they can get connected to us through different social media well
1: listen you know one of the things emily that uh we believe in is communicating the gospel Mm -hmm. and you know we live in a world today where it is so much easier to uh, share christ's love and the message of the gospel with people all over the world through social media so obviously facebook twitter instagram and really i want to encourage all of our listeners you know think about the things you post and say how much of what i post because obviously mm-hmm. we're not always posting about god or or faith uh, it, you want people to know you're real you're a real person and you've got a real life and you sort of go through the real um, you know challenges and joys and sorrows that people go through but at the same time you want to ask yourself how much of my posts uh, what i put out there to the world communicates mm-hmm. my faith in god yeah. it, and it could be you know a difficult moment maybe it's a family member sick, but at the end of that post, you say, "You know what? I'm believing God for a miracle," mm-hmm. and that communicates to people that, "Wow, this is the way this person looks at life." Yeah. And so, I just want to challenge our listeners to to uh, be intentional about that. And uh, listen, you can connect with Passion to Reach Ministries on Facebook. Uh, just obviously search Passion to Reach Ministries. On Instagram as well. We just launched Instagram, Emily. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've got a few followers already. And so if you're listening and you have Instagram, make sure to search Passion to Reach Ministries and follow us on Instagram as well uh, as Twitter. Uh, We're on Twitter as well. So, so many ways to connect. And Mm -hmm. we would love to hear from you if you are a listener to this podcast. And as always, remember, subscribe to the podcast. That way you'll get uh, new episodes Every single week.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Pastor Fernand. Well, talking about connection and communication, our guest today is somebody who um, she actually works for Passion to Reach Ministry. She's the office administrator here, so she is our she is like our connector, our communicator. I'm sure some of our listeners may have gotten emails if they've connected through Go Conference and other means with Passion to Reach. And she just kind of keeps us all together and in line here. But she, you know what? She has a powerful testimony and story about God's transformation and compassion in our lives, God's love um, for you know each individual, and how God has a call for every single person. And it looks different for each person, but she's got a powerful testimony. So we are going to welcome Kamon Clunis to the show. Welcome, Kamon. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> for the-
1: Come on we are excited to have you you on the show. Listen, everyone, Kimon is the person behind the scenes that makes sure this podcast is functioning. She helps us book uh, many of our guests. Uh, She listens to the podcast and uh, uh, lets us know if, uh, you know, we've edited it well a couple (laughs) of weeks ago. Kimon was listening to it and realized that uh, uh, something was off on uh, one of our podcast Podcast. recordings. And uh, she uh, let us know and we were able to fix it. So, Kimon, you are such an an integral part of our ministry yes. and we are so thankful to God uh that uh that that you're on board that you're a part of our ministry family and uh for the journey that God has uh mm-hmm. had you on for many years now so come on you know the whole idea of the Mission Connect podcast in case you don't know
0: <laughs> that's a joke
1: uh, is we wanna talk about how did you discover God's mission for your life? you know, And it really starts from how did you discover God? How did you find God? How did you connect with the Lord? Uh, Did you grow up in a Christian home? Did you know about Christ? And what was that transitionary point in your life when everything changed because Jesus met with you? And so tell us a little bit. Tell us about your background and how you met Christ.
2: Well, I grew up going to church with older family members so I'd go with older aunts and cousins and then grandparents so I had a kind of understanding of God and that he existed and that he was there for us and that he loved us so seeds were planted earlier on so I grew up having that uh, religious part instilled in me then on my journey I grew away from that. I was no longer uh, told to go to church. I never had to go to church anymore on my own. So I drew apart from God. I started to do my own thing and that involved, you know, getting involved with different things like witchcraft and mm-hmm. you know, there was a period where I was confused about my sexuality. Mm-hmm. So I went in that direction for some time as well and I just was very estranged with uh, some family members, very rebellious against my parents, not listening to them, thinking that I knew it all, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's where I went. And uh, I ended up working at a place where there was one of my coworkers. She got seriously ill. And um, she died and she saw Jesus. Wow. And uh, she came back to work when she was recovered and she told me, Kimon, I saw Jesus. He's beautiful. He's real. And at that time, not knowing it, the Holy Spirit was working on my heart and convicting me of the way that I was living, the darkness that I was living in, and that I had to change. And so that's where I encountered God again and then After her sharing with me, I started to search within myself, which it was the Holy Spirit uncovering and revealing and reawakening that desire to have relationship with him once again. Mm -hmm. And then I reconciled with my family and I uh, got baptized. I started going to a church and that's where I came from.
1: Wow. So, you know, one of the things I was thinking about as as you're talking about your story, here's a young woman And we're talking about this in our culture today, right? We're talking about Mm -hmm. young women. We're talking about uh, many of them. They don't have the right support systems, support Mm -hmm. structures Mm -hmm. around them. You're talking about you're in witchcraft. There's some um, substance abuse going on. There's sexual, um, you know, sort of confusion, as you use that word, confusion on, you know, what's my direction? Who am I? And I think a lot of the identity issues we're seeing in the world today Mm -hmm. stems from that. So, Uh, And I know you don't necessarily want to live in the past, but tell us a little bit about what did it feel like to be that person, to be that young woman that didn't seem to have, you know, direction, no strong person to give leadership, estranged Mm -hmm. from your parents, sort of in the world alone, you know, like uh, trekking along on your own, trying to make sense of life, trying to make sense of who am I and why am I even here? What's my purpose? What did that feel like for you?
2: Well, it was a very lonely place, and it was also a very dark place as well. So, I was very closed and very private in Mm -hmm. having relationships with others, allowing them into my own personal space. I turned to alcohol Mm -hmm. as a way to find temporary relief from the things that were happening around me and things that I didn't want to think about. And then there was also, you know, getting involved in relationships with Mm -hmm. um, guys Mm -hmm. that you weren't really serious about or Mm -hmm. interested in being with and just a sense of feeling lost and not having peace and a Mm. fearfulness even. Mm -hmm. I mentioned that I dabbled with witchcraft, Mm so not understanding at that time that you're opened to so much of the spiritual realm. I remember having some attacks in the nighttime where you actually felt like there's a physical presence of someone holding you down when you're trying to sleep and just that constant fear around you. So it's a very dark and lonely place.
1: Come on, as you're talking, I'm thinking about this. I think there's a lot of people, Christians especially, that would say, I don't understand that. Like, I grew up in a church. Church, I grew up knowing the Lord. I don't understand. Why would someone get involved in witchcraft? Like witchcraft sounds bad. Do You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Like mm-hmm. something sound fun, sound exciting. Like, when you talk about witchcraft, it's like, why would you knowingly ever even engage in witchcraft? And uh, again, without going into too much detail, what, what was that like? And why would you dabble with that? Why why go there? And, and, and sort of this understanding of, a lot of people say, well, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual, you know? And, and so what, what was that like? Not knowing Christ, not knowing the truth, but still having this, I don't know, desire for some sort of spirituality, I suppose?
2: Right. So we are spiritual beings Mm -hmm. and the spiritual realm is very real. So you have that desire in you to connect with something supernatural, to connect with something so much more than yourself and even try to reach another level as it is. I mean, now you understand about being drunk and the Holy Spirit and having those encounters with God. Well, in the spiritual realm, you get to see different things happen. You get to feel like you have power, like you're mm. in control of certain things. There's a lot of manipulation of people that can happen in things and just wanting things to go your way. Because obviously, if when you're not in Christ, you're living a certain lifestyle and you are living selfishly. So you want to see things go the way that you want them to go. And you want to find satisfaction and fulfillment. So uh, that's a source that you go to. You would go to the spiritual realm where you try to find that you have control of those things
0: okay so if we had a listener there's actually two places i want to go first i want you to speak to someone who's listening and maybe is in that place where they're searching maybe it's not witchcraft maybe it's something else but they're searching for okay there's a greater meaning or who am i who you know and they're really in this place of like discovering like what would you say was that moment that as, as your uh, co-worker sharing that you were receptive in some way, like what would you say to someone that's in that place that's searching right now and wants to understand, you know, who who is there God? You know, what is the is there a point in serving him or, you know, it, or maybe is in some sort of witchcraft or following and how they can make that connection to um you know who you are in Christ well
2: there's things naturally that we are giving in the spiritual realm so I had a hunger for Uh, spiritual things. And I do believe in prophecy and I do believe that God can speak to you. You may not hear his audible voice. So those things God has for us. So I was going in that direction to kind of connect with that. So for someone who's searching and seeking, I would say, you know, God is real and he is present and you can have that same Uh, touch and encounter with the supernatural realm in a whole sense in a whole way where it won't lead to destruction because what I find is when you are entering into things that are have to do with magic and uh, horoscope and witchcraft, as I explained before, something is required of you. But with God, He just requires love and He gives you peace and He gives you acceptance mm-hmm. and He gives you understanding of who you are. And there's truth and there's light in Him. So as you're searching, just Think of, you know, there's a scripture that says those things that are pure, those things that are true, those things Mm -hmm. are good report, you know, think of things that are good for you as a person. And if there's things that you're doing or things that you find yourself drawn to that you know within your heart of hearts that leads to destruction, then that's not the right way that you should go.
0: Mm. You know, I think of a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm searching, I'm searching. So they've tried witchcraft. They've tried this. They've tried that. I've never like talk to someone where they fully encounter the presence of God and they're still searching for who God is you know what I mean like your search is over those things witchcraft and reading astrology or whatever it is those things are never going to fully give you answers so you'll always be searching whereas for you you didn't have to search anymore because you had that really communion with God it's almost like just try talking to him like what's the worst that can happen right if you don't think there is a God and you're talking then just talk right? right but have that, start that connection with him. That's really powerful. That's really good. And he uses people as well. Mm -hmm. So I have one story
2: where the first time that God spoke to me and really solidified my identity was through a pastor that came to the church that I started attending. And she spoke and she said, you know, God says that you're his daughter and that you're loved and that, you know, I've called you out of the darkness and don't return to things of fear and don't return to those things because I have such good plans for you. And you walk in that and you hear that and you receive that. And there's just something within you that knows when the truth hits you Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you find such a peace. And then on your journey, as you have relationship, as you try, let me try talking to God. Let me see what happens. Then you have that personal encounter for yourself and you're able to pass that on to someone else and explain that to them and share with them and say, you know, I was there. I know what that was like. And now I know how to get to that place of fulfillment and of reaching out to God and Him meeting me there.
1: That's awesome. I think, you know, this is such a great conversation on this whole area of spirituality, Emily. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we've really dealt with this in a podcast before, uh, you know, to this extent. And I think there is a world out there. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I look at the movies that we have coming out, you know, in our culture. And for for as much as we talk about being, you know, scientific and being all about what you can see and, and, you know, you need to have facts for everything. You look at our movies and you're like, like, is this from the same world? Yeah. Because we're talking about superheroes. We're talking about superpowers. We're talking about <laughs> things that, you know, from a science perspective are impossible. It just yeah. doesn't happen. And yet that's what people are flocking to, especially young people. Yeah. So it's almost like, you know, culture is saying to us, for all the science we believe and all the facts that we have to deal with at school and at work and all of that, because there's more knowledge now. So we know what, Uh, why things are the way they are, for all of that, it still doesn't feed or fill that need in us that says, yes, I understand these things. I understand the way you know, the uh, the physics of the chemistry or the biology or whatever works, but there's still something in me that says there's gotta be something beyond this, yeah. beyond what I can see, beyond what I can touch, beyond what I can feel. And uh, I think when we talk about the mission of God, part of God's mission is to give people that experience. And yeah. you know, as you were talking, come on, I've never looked at it this way before, but Paul, you know, if you look at Paul's life in Acts chapter nine, I think it is where God, you know, the Bible tells us, about him having the Damascus road experience so we just talk about oh Jesus appeared to him etc but the truth is actually Jesus was already resurrected so it wasn't like Jesus appearing to Peter or Paul I mean uh the James or John or any of the others this was a heavenly quote-unquote spiritual right. experience okay. that yeah. Paul had yeah. that was you know completely beyond the natural realm right you know because I guess my point is when Jesus, even after he rose from the dead, he says to Thomas, put your finger into my hand. So he, they could still touch him, feel him. It was more still yeah. observational. But with Paul, what he experienced was a complete supernatural experience. And I never really have looked at it this way, but to say... God wants people to have yeah. that kind of experience, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, you know, Is the gospel practical? Absolutely. You know, can you read Proverbs and the gospels and, and see your life improve and grow and develop because of the principles? Yeah. Absolutely, but there is something that human beings crave for mm-hmm. that is beyond those, you know, five steps to a better life, three steps to a better marriage, all of those good things. There's that desire to say, God, can I know you? Can I experience you? And so, I don't know, come on. This is not planned, obviously, but unpack it a little bit more for us. What was it like? Someone that experienced witchcraft and that spiritual realm, when you came to God, you received that prophecy, for instance, you, you were talking about, what did that feel like? How did that, if you were to, you know, draw a comparison? between the supernatural experience before you met Christ that obviously we know was mm-hmm. you know demonic was of the of satan not not good for you not good for your person like you said you have to give things up to experience that versus now experiencing the supernatural with God and the prophetic and all these different areas and how that felt and how that changed your life
2: but have you ever been on a sling as a uh, child. A long time ago, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It feels like that. When you're in the air, you have nothing to think about. If you think of children on a swing, they just get on the swing, they have no worries, no cares. There's the handlebars that you hold on to and you just sit down. You take your sweet your your seat mm-hmm. and you let the wind take you and your energy take you. So think of God as the handlebars that you're holding on to in that swing, and there's mm-hmm. just liberty. You just know you're gonna be okay and you just enjoy the moment it just takes a weight off of your shoulders it's very freeing
1: whereas compared that to the past it was a burden. Yes. It was heaviness. Yes. Um, I, I imagine that you left those encounters uh, in the negative spiritual circumstances, with um, not feeling the peace and the lightness, and the right. and the sense of that you could give up control and God would take care of you.
2: Right. Right. It was very freeing. There was a brokenness that comes with it, where there were many times where you'd find yourself just weeping at the goodness of God and his love for you because you didn't have to do anything to receive that Mm -hmm. love he just Mm -hmm. loves you because Mm -hmm. and even not even being able to understand that but then a freedom coming out of that release and that joy when you understand and you are still understanding how could god love me without any conditions without wanting Mm -hmm. me to be a certain way or to do anything Mm -hmm. to even receive love That was amazing
0: so how did that uh, revelation change the direction of your life in terms of your identity um, being on mission starting to discover your purpose take us through that well it changed me and I mentioned earlier
2: that I was very closed person and not very trusting Mm -hmm. well in walking in relationship with God and understanding what he says about us in the word and how he's for us. He's not against us. And we have such a crowd of witnesses cheering us on. So you feel motivated. I can't fail. You have that empowerment. So then you want to pass that on. You've received kindness. So you want to pay it forward, as they say, in the same way. So having received that, You know, Jesus said, freely I have received, freely I give to you. So freely I receive, freely I give. So in your mission, your mission is to go out and share God's love, to share his kindness with those. You know, it may just be a smile. It may be an act of kindness, but going and being his hands and his feet, how you received it, how you know how to give it, understanding what the word of God says and that we should love one another. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the scripture that I often think about whenever I'm doing anything is, you know, do it unto others as you would have them do unto you. What did Jesus do? How would he be with this person? And you know, the many encounters that he had as well.
1: You know, come on, one of the things I I admire about you is your um, ability to connect with people. Mm-hmm. And as you're telling us that one of the things you struggled with in the past before you met Christ was being closed and not being able mm-hmm. to connect and, and being inwardly focused. And I, and I see you today, you know, um, we were talking before we went on air, and I was telling Emily how we went on a conference to Chicago uh, earlier last year or the middle of last year in 2017. And you literally were talking to every single person. <laughs> I mean, we met people. And connected with them because, come on, Emily started yeah. having these conversations. conversations and she would just yeah. smile and, you know, just say hello or something, start up a yeah. conversation. And before you knew it, it was like she'd known them for a long time, you know, yeah. and so it's incredible to see the transformation. And part of what I'm, I'm I'm thinking about as you're talking, Kimon, is sometimes I wonder if it's the difference between a slave and a son.
2: Mm-hmm. And what I
1: mean by that is this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, in a way, what both, in both Realms. we're looking for the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. We're looking for connection. We're looking for uh, the sense of meaning and purpose in life, right? Both from witchcraft or the negative spiritual experiences, you know, the horoscopes and all the uh, astrology and all that stuff. And the same thing with God. We're looking for that connection with God, that, that sense of it, there's got to be more than just me, right? But... Could it be that it, it's it's the difference between a slave or a servant and a son where as a slave or a servant you could be doing the same things, but you're doing it under this burden of I have to, I must, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I don't, I'm gonna get in trouble. you know yeah. It's incredible sometimes I listen to people who are employees and they may have great jobs. they may make a lot of money, but you know if their work environment is not healthy, they'll be like, oh, I can't stand this place. Yeah. You know, but but they're driving nice cars, they're living in a nice home, they're making good money, right? So if you thought of just the end result, you'd be like, why? Like, it seems like everything's working out for you. But on the inside, they're like, no, this is not, I'm not enjoying this. Like, this is a burden for me to go into work. And then you see people that do the same thing, but they're in a healthy environment. You know, maybe they have a great boss, maybe they have a lot of freedom, whatever it is. But that idea of being a son, in that place and there's just this joy Mm -hmm. in everything so they do things out of an overflow of joy as opposed to out of a sense of well I better or else I'm gonna get in trouble right so uh, you know talk to us about that idea of what did it feel like for you to become a daughter in God and, and that sense of freedom and that sense of joy, and obviously this joy that, that seems to demonstrate itself when you're interacting with people today as opposed to in the past. What, what was that like? Uh,
2: to become a daughter. so. First, you have to understand who your father is. Mm. So you adopt his nature and part of God's nature and Christ's nature, if you saw him, he'd go out and he'd hang out with people who drank wine and people would be criticizing him. What are you doing? Who are you talking to? But he said, no. I am in the Father and the Father is in me, so I'm doing what I see my Father do. So in receiving the fact that I was his daughter, I'm like, okay, how is Jesus like? And his DNA gets infused in you. I mean, it's infused in you already, but do you allow it to spring forth as you spoke Mm -hmm. of it coming out? So naturally, as you have relationship with Christ, as you realize, whoa, I don't have to do anything. I get to do this. Mm -hmm. I get to walk this journey. I get to have this relationship. I get to have these experiences of Christ. It... It changes you it changes your life it changes your outlook it changes how you perceive people because you understand you know we're all the same and even if people don't acknowledge it we're all sons and daughters of God of the King the Creator who made everything and made everyone Mm -hmm. so why not walk in Liberty so that that understanding of becoming a daughter just liberated me again that's all I can say that same liberation and that same freedom to express what he has put inside of you and to share that and that's the same message
1: You know come on we have to wrap up in a couple of minutes but I was just thinking about um People like yourself. I feel like there are a lot of people in our culture, in our society today that come from broken homes, Mm -hmm. that come from, you know, uh, families that were maybe dysfunctional in some way. I mean, don't get me wrong, I guess there's some level of dysfunction in every family, but Mm -hmm. some have experienced more of it than others. And they may not have had the supports that they needed, um, just like you went through when you were growing up. And I look at you now and you tell me your story of how you came know Christ and I look at the trajectory of your life and God keeps blessing you and increasing you and right. giving you opportunities to do things for him and so you see positive decisions right positive steps that you've taken and yet you look at your life and your family and the background and the stuff you had to go through as a young person you're thinking you shouldn't be making these good choices the right decisions you're making in life so obviously god has helped you yes right he's helped you make those choices he's i'm sure it's at times it's been a struggle it's been sort of the back and forth right and yet he's given you the grace and the strength to choose him Mm -hmm. and put him first before everything else so talk to the person out there that says come on or, or to anyone maybe they're saying this is their excuse or this is their reason I have no one to give me direction you know my parents are not really involved in my life my siblings are not really no one really is there for me necessarily from a family perspective to give me the direction and the and the wisdom that I need. Uh, from your experience, how can how can how can they experience wisdom from God? What does what does that look like? Um,
2: well, for myself, one experience that I had was with an incident that occurred where I I really felt I needed my natural father in a moment, mm-hmm. and I reached out to him, but he didn't have the understanding that I that I needed to have relationship because of a connection that I have with him, and. I was broken by it. I was broken in that moment. He doesn't understand. Why doesn't he love me? And I couldn't get it. And then God came in in that moment. And he said, you know, they can't give you. He cannot give you what he doesn't know how to give you. I will love you more. Mm -hmm. I will always love you more than any Mm -hmm. natural mother, any natural father could ever love you. Because I created you. So What would I say? I would say, believe in yourself. Believe that you are worthy of love, that there is a God out there that loves you and is for you. You know, even in the moments where I was journeying in darkness, there were moments and there were times of grace. You sit down and you look at your life and you see where unknowingly God reached out mm. and he met you mm-hmm. and he He provided for you. He showered you with grace. Mm-hmm. You know, you were having a down moment and suddenly someone came around or something happen that changed that moment. That's God whispers of love reaching out to you Mm -hmm. in those moments. So I would say you are not alone. You know, there will be a season where you may walk alone, but there will also be a season where people will come and walk alongside you. But know that you are worthy and you are worthy to be loved and you are loved by a creator who created you and who is so much greater and has so much more for you than anything that you will ever see and understand in this world.
0: Wow. That's good. Amazing. It makes me think of the woman at the well and how she was alone going to get water and she avoided people and yet God, like Jesus knew in that moment where, what she had done, where she had been. He knew all of that, but he was more concerned about where her life was going and her salvation than anything else and so that's the same when we understand that we are uh, sons and daughters then we can understand you know that God is more concerned about where my life is going than necessarily where I've been mm-hmm. or who's with me or whatever my whatever my situation might look like and that's the understanding of being able to walk as a daughter as opposed to trying to get God's forgiveness trying to get this trying to get that is no God is Concern about more where you're going than where you've been, so you don't need to try to fix that. You don't need to try to get rid of the shame. You don't need to try to, but you just need to trust that he's he's taking you forward. Right.
1: Come on. uh, In closing, I want you to talk to a Christian that says, "You know what? Um, I want to share the gospel with someone like you." Come on, someone like how you used to be, where you used to be right Mm -hmm. now I'm not I don't I don't necessarily want to die and go to heaven to do that
2: (laughs) I'd rather not go
1: through that experience so you know how can I share the gospel with someone that is searching someone that's closed someone that doesn't trust right and and by the way this is one of the things that we struggle with as Christians Mm -hmm. is we feel like we need to tell people what to do we need to tell people what do this and do that and try this and try that and so to a lot of people it sounds like a whole bunch of rules and a whole bunch of you know do's and don'ts right uh and, and there are Christians that you know are like I, I would like to talk to this person but they but like you said they're closed and they don't trust me they don't open up so put yourself in that place where you used to be what would work with you uh, except the fact that obviously I understand in your case it was this this amazing story that this woman had that sort of uh, you know piqued your interest but, but if it wasn't for the story what could a Christian do to reach out to you when where you were at
2: Well, I'll reference a recent podcast that I heard on Mission Connect, Mm -hmm. and it was
0: with
2: with, uh, Pastor Nick, and he mentioned, you know, mentorship and uh, discipleship, it's simple. It's a simple thing. So I'd say, be their friend. You know, what would you like someone to be to you? Put yourself in their shoes. So for myself back then, a friend a kind a kind gesture a smile reach out to them love them for who they are look beyond as it were their sickness as Jesus with did with the lepers you know Touch them. Get to where they are and just relate to them as only you can. And then everything else will come. Give God room to move into that relationship through prayer Mm -hmm. on the sidelines. You know, Cover them with your uh, circle of friends that are also believers who will pray and support you in that. Love them. Treat them with kindness. And then you will see God work. And that's all you can do. You plant the seeds and let God do the rest.
1: Amen. I think that's awesome. Welcome, on. Thank you so yes, much for you. being on the podcast today. Uh, I know we were blessed, and I know our listeners uh, were were blessed, and they learned so much uh, listening to your story and the journey that God has taken you on uh, since you've uh, since you've met Christ. So, thank you. Thank you. Emily, I think that was powerful. Mm-hmm, I mean, definitely. you know, I, I think we covered a lot of ground there in that mm-hmm. um, in that podcast, that interview with Kimon. And, you know, honestly, like the, the whole area of spirituality is something mm-hmm. that it really opened my mind as she was talking because sometimes we discount that. Like, I feel like, yeah. we, again, I, I feel like the church has come to a place because I get it. We're trying to be apologetic. We're trying to be, well, not, apolo- not apologetic as in apologizing, mm-hmm. but we want to be... Uh, we wanna we want to engage in apologetics in defending the faith right uh, and so we're trying to make sure okay does everything we preach does it make sense mm-hmm. is, is it three points does it are there sub points to that is it practical does, is it applicable and that's all good but sometimes i feel like maybe the pendulum is slung swung a little bit you know too much on that side where there are people today this generation that's grown up with knowledge and reasoning and logic and all that that says well but there's there's a void yeah. there's a there's a deeper spiritual need that i have that, yeah. that's not being met by that sermon that I heard, or that experience that I had at that church.
0: Yeah, well, really, you know, in and of ourselves, will never be enough. So, uh, that has to do with this lack of identity because we're not uh, identifying ourselves with Christ and who we are in Christ. And so we look to our own human nature, which will never be enough, which makes a lot of mistakes, which sins, and really, you know, we need to be looking to the Father. So until we get that perspective until we get to that understanding like kimon did searching all these other places and finally finding peace and joy in her identity in christ like until we get to that place you know you could tell me all the five steps of this and all the three steps of that but until i get an understanding you know for uh who god is to me you know she said something at one point about uh, we To be able to know that you're a daughter, you need to know who the father is. Mm, and right. so we need to come into that relationship of who is God. And then I find my identity in that because I'm finding it in Christ. I'm reflecting who Christ is.
1: And, you know, I want to just encourage all of our listeners. Uh, when we wrapped up our conversation with, with Kimon, you know, she was talking about being a friend. She was talking mm. about loving somebody. And. You know, friends, uh, I feel more and more that we're living in a world today where a lot of people are disconnected from relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, they've not had great family structures growing Mm up uh, because obviously there's been a breakdown in marriages in our culture and... And to add to that, we've got, you know, social media that has just taken over the way we communicate. Yeah. And unfortunately, the social media, communicating over social media is not real engagement with another right. human being. Yeah. And so a lot of people, even though they may not express it, on the inside, they're craving mm-hmm. for that attention, for that smile, for that love, for that kind gestures. as Kamon was talking about, you know, just, just being there. And I think um, I, I think that's really important when it comes yeah. to fulfilling God's mission and, and sharing the gospel. That's where starts. You mm-hmm. cannot, you will not receive permission to share the gospel with somebody that you haven't started loving yes, first. That's so right. uh, we want to leave you with that. As always, uh, please make sure to get in touch with us. We'd love hearing your comments, your feedback, your questions. And uh, please remember to subscribe to the podcast either on iTunes or Google Play. And you can always check us out at passion
0: Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Mission Connect. Join us next week. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes.